Hello, hello. Yep. Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm your host, Willie, and with me is my uh, heterosexual life partner in podcasting, Mr. Tim Long. <laughs> in podcasting. Yes. Well, I, I can't... Look, look. I, I have other friends that would be very hurt if I called you my heterosexual life partner in everything. <laughs> Like, so we haven't, yeah, we haven't podcast together for quite a while. Right. When it comes to watching, uh, bad game shows hosted by LeVar Burton. No, no. Hosted by Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Yes. He hosted Total Blackout. (laughs) When it comes to bad, uh, shows hosted by Jaleel White and podcasting. And singing Boys to Men, End of the Road. That is us. Yeah. So that sums us up. But yes, thank you uh, for listening. Um, apologies to LeVar Burton, who is not involved in any way, shape, or form with that show. Um, good for him. We should, um, we, now that we've, uh, we're loosening things up here, we should review. We should find an old episode of Total Blackout hosted by Julia White and review it. <laughs> Agreed. There's some horror elements, too. <laughs> we watched a lot of that that night. Yeah, we did. It was like a marathon on sci-fi. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We were drinking a lot. Um, we were, I think we were coming down from drinking, actually. Um, all right. Well, thank we you for were hungover. Us. We were. What, what this is, was the morning after. It was what we referred to. Uh, I used to refer to as cheese brained. Mm-hmm. The next day, we were just yeah. kind of hanging out. It was rough. Was that the the morning that your tires were flat? Yeah, the tires were flat, and I had to. You guys had to take me up to like Bell Tire or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I just remember they were working on. We got Dolly's Pizza. Yes. During the day, which was delicious. We were with Dave Rinaldi. Is it Dave? Okay. I think Dave is the one that took care of business for us. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it was a good day. I mean, it was, well, a bad day with the- uh, We turned it around. The, getting the tire fix. This one had the old uh, Extreme, the That's S10 right. Extreme. That's right. <laughs> which was absolutely extreme. To the max. <laughs> uh, we turned it around. So that's the important thing. Um, hey. Yo. If there's anything you guys want to hear from us- there's any sort of topic you want covered or whatever if you want to get really upset with me about you know uh slandering the good name of lavar burton then just you know send us feedback horror movie yearbook at gmail.com or at hm yearbook on twitter or on instagram or on facebook all those good places yeah send us whatever you want we'd love to hear from you um we do have a couple little things a couple little fun things um, front of the show, Steve. Okay, got a delightful cameo. Okay, are you, are you familiar with cameo? Uh, yeah, um, uh, both the musician, and oh, of course, the yes. word up musician yes. and the service. I am speaking of the service where yes. you can pay uh celebrities to to give you a video shout out for whatever reason. Uh, Steve, um was sent a cameo from Tom Savini by some coworkers of his. Oh, fantastic. He posted to our Twitter. It's delightful. Tom walks him through the House of Horrors, shows off all of his mask collection to Steve, spends a nice three or so minutes just kind of going through all of his cool stuff. He's got some wonderful stuff in that in that workshop, I got to say. He's got Fluffy in there from Creepshow. He's got a mask of himself, <laughs> which is kind of great. Um, but yeah, uh, Steve said he was just listening to us talk about whether or not we'd go to a con for Savini's autograph. And uh, when he said when he was listening, he said out loud, that's a hard yes. And then this happened to him, this wonderful, wonderful cameo that he received. So very cool. Very psyched for Steve on that one. Happy that that happened for you. Um, And it looked like it was awesome. Like he really put the effort in. So 
Anywho, um, Tim. Yo. Our main topic of the day today. We're talking about yeah. We're gonna talk about Prey in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's gonna be the the, the movie that we're gonna be discussing. So, uh, we mentioned I think on the last show that we're getting a little more free form than usual. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing Prey today. Um, but we're going to be doing a lot of other fun stuff too. We hope you guys enjoy. Um, yeah. So watch pray before you listen to us talk about pray. Yeah, we will. So we'll, yeah. I'll give you a, I, it's a doer. So I don't, and I will, um, I, as always, I will put timestamps in here. So if you are listening, you haven't seen pray and you're spoiler phobic. Cause I think you and I are probably going to, we're going to delve into some spoilers. So I want to yeah. give a fair warning up front. Yeah. I put the timestamps in so you can skip around if Excellent. you would like. Or, um, yeah, however you want to do it. But yeah, we will probably spoil some things. There will be Prey. some spoilers, I would guess. Yes. Um, so, Tim, yeah. you want to mention somebody. We, we yeah. lost a, a, a member of the, the horror community. Yeah, Clue Gulliger passed away. Gulliger, yeah. Clue Gulliger. Yeah, named after a Clue Clue bird. Excellent. Uh, yes. Uh, he was 93 years old. He lived a good, long life yep very prolific actor he was in all sorts of i mean lots he, of stuff way back in the way back in the olden days in the 60s he was ah. in like stuff like the killers the virginian um i think most genre fans and it's kind of what he became known for later in his career mm-hmm. spe- specifically in the 80s um return of the living dead and nightmare on elm street part two probably mostly return of the living dead as yes Bert. yes for sure as burt wilson uh so he's uh, d- you're a Return of the Living Dead fan, right? Big fan. Yeah, big, I, big fan. yeah. Return of the Living Dead is it's funny. It's a, it's kind of a punk rock movie. It's Dan O'Bannon, and it's kind of like a very punk rock movie. And he's the Clue Gulliger is the hero of the movie, and he's like a middle aged dude that owns like Who a, works a warehouse, he's like a square, a cool supply warehouse. Yes. So sweet. So. He's like the least punk rock. Yes. Like yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> love Clue in that movie, and uh, you know I've I've seen interviews with him and stuff, and man, he's just got a like a wickedly wry sense of humor and just seems like the kind of guy who like um just a a funny guy to be around but a very sassy and sarcastic too and i like that he had a quote and i it says we need to laugh we need to be scared we need to hug our girl in the theater it lightens the load of this crummy life (laughs) sweet Right. So thank, thank you for that inspiration. But yeah, so yeah, Kluguliger. Yeah, he passed. Like I said, he was uh, he was acting up until a few years ago. He was just in the Tarantino movie. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in That's Hollywood. Right. That's right. He was a bookstore owner. Man, maybe he didn't want to live in '93 with a quote like that. His <laughs> crummy life. <laughs> he was still sorry, Clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when that was said yeah. exactly. He wasn't like. I mean, I he didn't. It didn't seem like he disliked horror, but it yeah. wasn't. I mean, he did a lot of work outside yeah, of horror absolutely um, but he was still doing cons up until a couple of years ago his son john directed mm-hmm. the feast movie feast and yep. piranha 3 double d all of which i believe clue started i remember the show do you remember the show project Greenlight? i do he they i remember this is the first time i remember uh, clue Gulliger stuck with me because one of the producers not ben or matt i think chris moore was his name okay um they had talked about like Clue Gulliger was they had got him for this role and they're like he's like an icon in the uh in the horror and like well just in Hollywood in general at the time like, yeah. he's a, it's a big deal for them yeah. to get Clue Gulliger on this and I remember thinking like who is this guy because <laughs> I had I was still pretty young when that sure. was coming okay. out I, I was yeah. not familiar with we his savvy work. to the clue you're right 
So, but he was in that. He was in Parada 3 Double D, I believe is the one John Excellent. directed. So yeah, 93 years old. Uh, just wanted to mention him up top. And yeah, for sure. He was the um, he was the third longest living cast member from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Ah. Priscilla Pointer from Dream Warriors okay. is currently second at 98. And do you know who number one is? And I don't know if this technically counts. She has a cameo in Dream Warriors. I don't know. Who this Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, my Zsa Zsa. She's 99. Hell yeah, Zsa Zsa. So. I mean, she just seems so full of life, you know? Right. I don't think Zsa Zsa will ever. No. She will never leave this mortal plane. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Well, RIP to, uh, to Clue. And uh, I will forever enjoy watching you the next hundred times I watch Return of the Living Dead. Exactly. <laughs> because I will. Um, Tim, anything else you want to No, you ready to get into it? You got anything else you want to talk about before we jump into this bad boy? No, I think I'm ready to uh, ready to, to jump into some prey. For sure. Prey. Prey. We don't need a time machine for this. Um, I already made the... Uh, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, new honor roll out where I talk about Black Phone. And nope, but I already made an MC Hammer. We've got to pray just to make it today. Ah, We've got to, if you remember good. that classic champ. Oh, check out uh, Westworld FM, by the way. They're covering the Westworld finale, which sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you want to be a part of our Discord, check us out on Patreon um, and join the conversation about Westworld, which I've been checking in on from time to time, despite never watching a second of Westworld. Yeah. Because I really like not knowing anything about the show and looking at some of this discussion going, whoa, I'm... <laughs> There's no way I could handle anything that's happening in this show. So <laughs> I want to just, uh, I want to jump in. Mm. Like if they have another season, I want to just jump in yeah. and just watch an episode in the middle of that yeah. season, and then just like write like a really long winded email mm. to them, and just like kind of kind of annoying. Absolutely. <laughs> one of one of my other heterosexual life partners uh, and roommate at the time uh, jumped in and watched Lost with me. Starting at the first episode of the final season. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> he had a lot of questions. I, I think we talked about this. I kind of want to do that with The Walking Dead, the final season of Walking Dead. Yeah. Just start jumping in. And I told you about my podcast idea, right? Where we do first. You watch the first and last of something, whether it's a last. show or a movie series, and you try and fill in the blanks. I think this is not a bad idea. It's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, someone's going to steal it now. Um, that's fine. Um, I will listen to it. But yeah, uh, yeah cool. Let's jump to Prey. Prey, the newest in the uh, long-running Predator franchise. Dan Trachtenberg. Is Dan Trachtenberg, director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I think you and I both enjoyed. I liked it a lot, Yep, actually. Yep. Yeah. And, did um, we do an episode? I don't think you and I did. Did we do a Film Nerds episode on 10 Cloverfield? We did, I believe. Okay. I think. I know we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Um, what was so? What was his cl- kind of claim to fame beforehand? He was he was a YouTuber or was yeah, he a film yeah. blogger? I'm I'm you not both, familiar with his work. Um, yeah, I know he, Alex was like a, a fan of his, right? The founder. Yes, yeah. yes. He uh, he had a show for many years with uh, a couple other guys. Uh, Jeff Kanata is uh, one of the one of the okay guys, and they they did a ton of like movie reviews and things like that for for ages and. Uh, he gained a lot of popularity through that, and um, I don't know exactly where he got his start, like directing and stuff, like getting behind the camera. I'm not sure. But did he? Was he the one that did like the Portals fan film? Yes. Was that him? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. That was his earliest stuff that I think was any sort had any sort of major, you know. And he was involved for a long time with uh, Why the Last Man, and I don't know that he was involved in the show in any way, shape, or form. That was when it was going to be a movie, right? Back when it was a movie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen his because that that show was 
I watched the first couple of episodes. Maybe it got better, but in this day and age, we might talk about that a little bit a little bit later. And what we've been watching, you got to hook people with that. That' why the Last Man show was yeah boring as hell. Oh no. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's not around like, anymore. Um, I would after Prey and Ten Cloverfield Lane, I would have liked to have seen his sure. version of that. Yeah, yeah. No, he seems like a guy who's definitely got a vision. You know, he's. I mean, I think that I've been in. You know, impressed by both of his features so far. So yeah. I'd like to see what he does next. Um, yeah, uh, you want to start with your basic thought. Well, where where are you with the Predator franchise? The Predator franchise. This is a yeah. good question. Um, I need to ask you an important question before okay. I explain. Okay. <laughs> Do we count AVP and Requiem? The AVP movies, or are those their own separate franchise? This is tough because if I say no, then I have to say like Freddy versus Jason doesn't count. Hey. It's tough because they really aren't predator movies. I don't count it. Okay, I'm going. I don't. To, I don't. I count just the predator movies and just the alien movies as their own separate. I think series. the AVP stuff. I in my head is separate. I agree. I agree. And honestly, that's kind of how I am with Freddy versus Jason as well. Kind of. Yeah. It I, it's its, it's, its it, own separate thing. And those the, movies don't have continuity for the most. Well, the Friday movies barely have continuity anyway. So, <laughs> um. Okay, if we're not counting those, I like three of the four Predator films before Prey. Okay. I like Prey, too. But um, I do not like the Shane Black movie, The Predator. Right. Don't like it. Um, weird. Weird, too. I'm, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I liked their, their stuff in it I liked. I don't remember a thing about it. It's kind of a nasty, mean movie, but I'm kind of with you. It's weird because it's Shane Black coming back to the Predator. I know, I know. It's just, I think there, if I recall correctly, there was a lot of interference in that, studio interference okay. in that, and I don't think it ever really meshed, gelled, came together. Yeah. I mean, I I wanted to like it. I just, I don't, I don't remember like anything about it. Like, there's okay. nothing I remember that I was even remotely like. I can't, I can't tell you a moment from that movie, and I've seen the movie. There's a school bus at one point. Okay, yeah. There's a dog in it at some point. There's a dog in Prey, and a fantastic dog in this movie. Excellent dog. Yes. Was concerned. Good boy. A good boy. Dog. Yeah, me too. Very invested in the dog. Um, but uh, I I mean, Predator, the original Predator is a Stone Cold classic, one of the great action films ever, period of all time. Yeah. Um, and Predator 2, I've, I will always, I will forever have a soft spot for Predator 2. It's probably the Predator movie I've seen the most, funny enough. Because um, it was on cable all the time when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Also, one of the first sex scenes I ever saw in a movie, mm. and I remember being like, because uh, because I remember I, I remember like having some concept of what sex was. Like I knew that like uh, the man got on top of the woman and something happened and yes. that was sex, <laughs> and they both enjoyed. It. I knew that much. Um, but this was the first time I ever saw a woman on top, Ooh, and I was like, was... and I was like, what? I didn't like. I remember my my adolescent brain not understanding. Like I was thinking, like is that a is that a man with long hair? Uh, there's boobs, so I don't understand. That's not a, <laughs> what's she doing. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I thought, like, is she is she hurt? Is she in pain? Is something happening? Yeah, yeah. So that was my first time seeing a woman on top was Predator Two. Um, Did that happen each time you saw a different position in a? <laughs> prob- what is this? Madness? Probably. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, I saw The Shining. Yeah. Younger than I should have, oh. and there's that blowjob, that very brief blowjob thing where the two, the man is blowing the other man in the dog costume. Yeah, and I, I I remember like my mom being like, I was like, what's happening? And she's like, don't like. There are a couple of movies, and I I'm failing to remember 
the exact ones that I like now that I real like I'm, I realize oh like he's <laughs> like he's going down on her or like she's going down Correct, on him. Right but now. you literally had you did not know, have any. You're you just like no. where'd, you, where'd they go? Yeah, exactly. Why is he going away? <laughs> um, I still think that. Like, what's he doing? What's he up to? What's his problem? <laughs> not buying this. Anyway, yeah. Now, now I know what it's supposed to be, but I go, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> um. Anyway, That's why I stick to James Bond movies because he'll never do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> A selfish um, lover. James is not a giver. Um, <laughs> the Bond fans would be all upset if he ever like went down. Definitely. Yeah. I think I remember a conversation. Man, we've gotten sidetracked early about which the the most likely Bond to go down on a woman. Who that would be? Uh, and I think the obvious answer is probably Craig. I think Craig because Craig feels like a, the modern man's Bond. Right. He's not afraid. Connery, of it. absolutely not. No, he ain't doing it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I Pierce might. Yeah, Pierce might, if the mood struck. Yes, yeah. I don't think he'd be doing it all the time. Uh, Dalton might. I yeah. think Dalton. Dalton's, might. I think Dalton's more likely than Pierce. I think Pierce Dal- would have to ask. Yeah, I think Pierce <laughs> would have to be a request, and he'd think it over. <laughs> the first two, more- Pierce would ask all sorts of weird stuff of the person too. Be like, "Can you please, before we begin, can you yeah go go." You know. Do a full Don't scrub shower, down thing because Pierce is, <laughs> but like Dalton would be like, "Bring it, let's go, <laughs> give it to me." Okay, anyway, back enough. to the um, predator. So it's anyway, sexy to yes, Predator so Two is what we were talking. Predator about. Two, uh, I have a soft spot for that movie. Also, I have a soft spot for the Sega Genesis game, which rules. Um, because I get to be Danny Glover, just blowing away Predators. Um, and uh, Predators, I I think is a ton of fun too. Me too. It's kind of a blast. Um, I think the whole cast is great. It's a different kind of movie because it kind of, it's kind of like a a predator, like a dark horse predator comic book adapted into a movie more than just kind of being a predator movie. But I kind of love it anyway. Uh, and then yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the with the series. Okay. Um, yeah, we won't talk about the AVP stuff. Yeah, I I'm, I think I'm in, I'm in the same. I I think the thing that dawned on me while I was reading a lot of the reactions mm-hmm. to this movie. And maybe that was a mistake on my part because I think I went in with some maybe some skewed expectations in some way from reading some of the reactions, some of the reviews beforehand. And I should know better at this point. I'm I'm older. Like, come on now. But <laughs> but I realized like maybe I'm a bigger fan of the Predator franchise than a lot. I of did people. the same thing. I did the same thing. I really I did. I was yeah. like I like most of these movies. Like if you're not counting AVP. Yeah, I like most. I like more of these movies than I do the Alien franchise. And every, like a lot of people were like, "This is the best movie since the first one," which I will allow. But then there were some that were like, "This is the best Predator movie." Nah. And I'm like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, hey, what are we doing here?" Let's yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, slow your roll, everybody. So <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I think Predator is absolutely perfect as an action yeah. movie. I think it's up there with Die Hard in terms of those great '80s. Action I was going to say the same yeah, thing. That's they're both crazy. Like That's yeah. crazy. Well, and, and I want to say real quick. Predator is one of those rare movies. The original Predator is one of those rare movies where, like, it, like, I think of it as an action movie, despite the fact that it's like a sci-fi movie, right? With a ton of horror elements. Like, I, for, like, I categorize that as an action movie. Like, even guys and gals who don't like sci-fi stuff, if they like action, they usually like Predator, right? Yeah, anyway, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> so then, but I'm gonna say, like, I really like Predator too. And I have since I watched it, and like I've never wavered on that. I think it's a good sequel, and I think it's also there's a uh, there's also a, a dated aspect in the best way. Like it's it's cheesy '80s Danny Glover cop movie meets Predator, or it's like kind of like scummy too, and it's very um, it's very much like very sweaty. 
it's oh yes it's well it's it's very much playing with everything because when did Predator two come out? Nineteen ninety was it ninety? I thought yeah, late eighties. That was ninety. Is it ninety? Okay, ninety one. I'd have to look it up, but um, it came out during um nineteen ninety. It came out right you know at the beginning of the nineties there, and like there was this like in a lot of the same ways when you see like movies that take place in New York in the seventies and eighties, there's this, there's this vibe of LA in the nineties <laughs> Yes, because of a lot of the events that what well, they didn't happen at this point, but like there's just a certain, there's a sweatiness and a, and a, and a violence and a, like a, yep. There's just something about the LA, the mystique of LA in, in the nineties. It's, like, it's a very orange movie too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Very oppressive in every yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah, yeah it's, it's predator and in like post-apocalyptic LA. And I yeah. Think it's sweet. Sweet. Um, and then I'm, I really, I had a blast with Predators. I mm-hmm. still enjoy watching it when, whenever I do. I think it gets a little, I think the second half is a little weaker. It's weird. Yeah, we'll get into what my feelings on Prey. It's almost the inverse, like the opposite of how I feel. I think Predators, the first half is a ton of fun mm-hmm. and you get to meet those different characters. And then I think the second half, like once they get to Fishburne's place, if I recall. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> It gets it gets a little bit slower and uh, and duller. There's me. a story about that Fishburne thing, by the way. What's that? That's supposed to be Arnold. And I he do dropped out. This. Yeah, yeah. Or he just said no, and they retooled that character to be a much smaller part. Okay, but still had somebody cast. Yeah, but that was supposed to be Arnold, right? Yeah, which makes a lot of sense actually. And then the most recent on the Shane Black one. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. There's still stuff yeah. I like in it. I think it's there's still enough Shane Black in it that I'll, I find some enjoyment in it. But I'm with you. Um, so Prey, Willie, I'll start with you. What did you think of Prey? I I really really liked Prey. Um, I I went into it with with moderate expectations. I mean, I don't necessarily. I like I like the Predator movies, but I you know I understand that you know <laughs> they can go either way. I guess I've seen the Predator franchise go really well and really enjoy the 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 end product, and I've seen it you know in situations like the Predator where I was like, "Nee, I'm good, I'll pass." Um, but I was looking forward to it because I think that. What I'm looking for from a lot of these long-running franchises, these franchises that were born uh, by and large in the 80s, the major sci-fi franchises, and I'm thinking of movies like, series like Aliens, Predator, uh, Terminator, Robocop, these movies that are kind of our generation's sci-fi action classics are those, those series. I recognize Alien came out earlier, but Aliens is, you know... 86. Um, what I've been begging for and hoping for from these films moving forward is to not feel like they have to be so attached and beholden to... I think that all these all of those universes are very rich and have real, real possibility to tell very cool, very interesting stories within those universes and expand corners of those universes and... Um, do things during different time periods and in different environments and just do cool stuff with it. Um, you know, I, I think another example is, is it's a, not like these ones, but like star Wars is another one where I've always wanted them to do. And I think they have done it a little more recently, but like I've always wanted them to expand because it's such a cool, rich universe. Like why do we need to be beholden to Sarah Connor or the Connor family in these Terminator movies? Like why can't we tell a Terminator story? That's not, about that plot line 
um, with Alien. Um, and now I recognize we got Prometheus and Covenant, but those feel like different beasts entirely to me. Those don't feel like Alien movies in a lot of ways. Um, why can't we do a, an Alien story without Ripley? I don't see why we can't. I think the universe is rich enough and interesting enough to where we could do that. Um, and with Predator... I always feel like there was, even in the good, the ones I enjoyed, even with Predator 2 and Predators, there was always a need to, everything had to be set during some sort of like the modern time period with, with you know, modern weaponry and tough guys, tough dudes fighting the Predator. And I get that because it worked the first time around and I think it worked the second time around. I think it worked in Predators as well. But like, like I said, I think that the idea of the Predator in that universe why not do different stories? Why not go crazy? They always did that in the comic books of all these series. There's there's Terminator and Alien comics and Predator comics that like vastly expand the idea of what you can do within the universe. And I think Praise the first time they've really been able to do that. Um, and I respect it for that alone. Um, you know, the the movie itself it does start slow. I'll say that it does take a long time before we really get into the. We're about halfway through before we really start getting into the nitty gritty. And once we do, it's balls to the wall. I mean, once the movie goes, it goes. I mean, I, I mean, there are sequences in this movie that I think really like rule. Like, there's a there's a wolf fight sequence that I think is fantastic. There's a bear fight sequence that I think is like an all timer. Like, I love it. Um, even if the bear looks a little dodgy here and there, I don't even I don't even care. Like, it looks it's sweet. Um, and just action sequence after action sequence, I think they're all impressive. And I think uh, shifting the focus both to a time when the Predator's opposition is not going to be as um, well-equipped to fight, to survive, and also switching the focus onto not just a female protagonist, but a female protagonist who is younger and one that the audience certainly is not is going to have a harder time believing is going to survive against this than Arnold. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Um but what I love about that, what Trachtenberg did with that is he could have just made it as simple as like she's you know she's a tough warrior who's going to pull through no matter what kind of thing and he he does that. But like what I love is that he's able to um, utilize her coming of age story that's set up in that first forty five minutes to an hour. That yes, it does move a little slower and we do take time building that. But like I think the ta- the time taken building that aspect of her character. And the challenges she's facing, the fact that nobody thinks she can be anything more than what they see her as, that she's never going to be a hunter. She's not skilled in that way. She's not going to... Like, I love the the way that her and the Predator's storylines merge and they're able to you're able to see the resolution of her character arc through her fight with the Predator. I think it's really cool. And I think it's... Um, I think it's smart storytelling, and I think it's something that is missing in a lot of movies these days. And I, I, I enjoyed it. And I think the action rules. I loved every action sequence in this movie. I can't say that enough. And at the end of the day, that's one of the most important elements of a Predator film. So, um, I yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I rambled. I'm sorry. I really liked it. No, you're good. You're good. You did not ramble at all. So, I'm going to state up front that I liked this movie. I'm a little bit more mixed, I think, than you are on this one. I, if you would have asked me after the bear fight, because I'm not as big on the bear fight as you are, I was taken out of this movie quite a bit by the CG. I 
and I don't want to shit on it too much because uh, I believe this is a Disney uh, property, a Disney yeah. film, technically. And I, I know these poor effects people right now working for Marvel and Disney, and even probably 20th Century Fox. I know they're uh, underpaid and overworked right now, so I won't shit on it too much. I didn't think it was very good, though. And it took me out of the movie quite a bit. I thought the bear looked like crap. And no, it didn't look great. It's I, tough I to, yeah, and it's tough to, it's tough with animals anyway, so I forgive that. But if you would have asked me, 45 minutes into this movie, after the pair fight, like what I thought, I'm like, I don't like this movie. Uh, about halfway through this movie, I I was sitting there going, like, I've been kind of bored. I under I, I get what you're saying about the character stuff mm-hmm. in the beginning. I just felt it was a little bit repetitive. Sure. And I thought, I remember sitting like going, okay, this kind of feels like padding. It kind of feels like we've padded out a short story or a fan film here. Now, the second half... I thought kicked ass, and yeah. once and you know what? Maybe there's some of, something to be said for like you like you mentioned, setting up the character, building that world, letting people know where you're at, and what the themes are, and what you're going for, and then delivering in the second half. I, and I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I was just kind of bored in the first half, and I should also mention I'm a pretty impatient moviegoer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it picked up in the back half. I'm with you on the action, even though I thought the CG was a little bit too much. I thought some of the Predator stuff looked a little wonky. I thought it was shot with clarity. And I think he's got, I think Trachtenberg has a very good handle on tension, especially like in scene tension. I think he's very good at that. I think he was very good in that Cloverfield lane. Um, Yeah. I think he's very good with these small kind of tense stories. And Mm -hmm. he's proven that quite a bit. Um, I love the dog in this. Uh, The dog is awesome. You touched on it a little bit. And what I liked about it, too, is. You mentioned um, the Macho Men, kind of. The Macho Men, like the team of Macho Men going to They're generally the tough guy movies. They're generally yeah. tough guy movies. So there's some positives and negatives to that in this movie, because I feel like they do that in this movie. They just they put a twist on it with the main character, the lead female character, because these Macho Men are kind of like the, um, the French, the, or not the, the Fur Trappers. Yes, yes, the Fur Trappers. Yeah, the yeah, Fur yeah. Trappers. Yep. And... And the people with her, and and well, even even some of the people in her in her tribe, in her tribe, yes, are also that way. And they're also that way. And she and they get picked off, <laughs> but that's yes. what and that's what kind of happens in these predator movies. These macho men go into this situation with this hunter. They get picked off one by one, and the, then the last person has to kind of use their the smarts. machoist man. Yes, has to use their smarts, and then she just kind of steps. She's essentially stepping into the Arnold role. Yeah, she out out thinks outwits the predator. So I like that. I think another hang-up I have with this movie, the Predator movies, for me, work best when they're kind of funny. This ah. is a this is an incredibly humorless movie. No, like, there's not. not a I don't think there's a joke. There's like one joke in the entire thing and it's like a callback for like there's like one funny moment in this entire thing. Although I did laugh when the Predator gets uh revealed in blood. <laughs> Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> that was funny, but it wasn't necessarily a joke. I think the verse Predator is like a legitimately funny movie. There's some very funny stuff. Yeah. In the front half, especially. Yes. Yeah. And so I know some of it is a bit dated. Some of it's a bit cheesy, a bit corny, but it still makes me laugh. I also think Predators is a very funny movie. Oh, but- God, Topher. <laughs> so this one, I don't think I... I grooved with it enough on that level where it's just, it, it, it takes itself very seriously. And I think it's why a lot of people really like it too, mm-hmm. because I, I think we are in a, I, I don't know if I want to say there's a backlash to what we're getting 
in the big time movie, like the Marvel movies is what I'm thinking of, where it's a lot of jokes and a lot of, but I do think people, and you can see it with the Batman as well, kind of are, there are some people that are yearning for a bit more serious take on these things. Well, and I, 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 I do want to say, I, do, I wonder if there is, I wonder if, so like, if you look at some of like the, the iconic creatures, characters, monsters from that era of, of, of movies, the Predator and the Alien and stuff like that, like, there's certainly going to be a bit of dissensi- like of being desensitized to that stuff. And it's not scary anymore. So I almost wonder if that's part that's of the, good, yeah. was part of the, 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 the idea here is, and I'm not saying it's okay, and I'm not saying to make your, your film humorless because you want to make something scary, but I wonder if there was some of that here where it was like, let's try and make the Predator scary again so we can earn the audience, get them to be invested in the creature and the, the world again. You know what I mean? For sure. I wonder it's, if there's some of that. And it's kind of, that's a good point. And you kind of see that with like Halloween 2018 where sure, they're yeah. just like, okay, we're going to go back to basics on this. Yeah, and then they did Halloween kills. and <laughs> They're like, oh, all bets are off, baby. Let's let's kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll get that in the next one. I think this worked best for me though. Yeah, the second half, I think there are some clever kills. I think there are some, well, some clever moments, some clever action scenes. And yeah, at the end of the day, I liked it. And I think where I liked it, is, and it's, uh, you touched on a little bit too, is I like, I kind of like what it's aiming for, which is a, a like a small scale predator movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's where I'm with you. I would like to see some of these franchises go if we're going to go this route. Now, I don't know if we're going this route though. We'll, maybe we'll get to that in a minute. Cause I have a couple of questions I wanted to ask you, but yeah. for a lot of these older properties, like maybe I do want to see, but it works for me. As a straight to streaming movie, basically, is how it worked for me. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll ask you a question later. It worked for me in a straight to streaming movie in the way that something might work for me to like a straight to video way. Like, okay. It, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I wouldn't have been a little dis- disappointed if I saw this. Theatrically, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, because maybe, I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's where it worked for me. I'm glad I saw it at home, but I, maybe my expectations were a little bit off from reading, and I will admit that. Um, from reading some reviews, but I like Dan Trachtenberg. I think he's got a ton of talent. I'm excited to see what he does next. It's good to, he hasn't done, I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think I like that a little better though. Um, mm. So where do you rank this in the, where, where's your ranking in the Predator it's, franchise? It's, it's probably second for me now. It's, it might be second, like tied with two. Like those two are kind of, I don't think it can beat two for me because I have that special place in my heart for it. But I think it it right now it's second, and that could be a recency thing too. And I'll be fully admitting of that, or I will fully admit that Predators is solidly in third, in like that third spot for okay. me. And then you know, the, the Shane Black. Black one. Yeah. No, yeah. if I were to throw AVP and AVP Requiem, where would you rank? It's still probably the same, right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah, it'd be AVP after the Shane Black movie, and then it Requiem after that. Okay. You, I, I I've seen the movie. But I haven't seen the film. <laughs> Requiem is one of the darkest movies ever made. Can't see literally. Yeah. It's a terrible film. It is it's awful. Bad. So I have got this solidly at three behind one and two. Yeah. I think though, if you were to ask me in down the let's say a year from now, I haven't seen Prey. It's since I watched it like last weekend. If you were to ask me, like, Tim, what do you want to watch? You want to watch Predators or Prey? probably predators i'm not gonna lie so i've got it at three because oh, it's I, the more watchable rewatchable movie i sure. think that i think that predators will probably be the one in my life that i would read more like i'm more likely to revisit just so, for topher yes 
over and, and action Adrian Brody. Action star Adrian Brody. So and sweet. Walt Goggins. Goggins is in there. Treo's in there. <laughs> it, is, it is an amazing cast. It is. All right. I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you that I kind of alluded yes, to. Yes, please do. I've seen this going around. I want to mm-hmm. know your thoughts on this. Okay. Because I, do you think the Predator is a little bit too underpowered? I'm going to say I don't i think i get this or like what's the not op but would this be up underpowered i don't know sure um Um, i'm gonna go with no because i think it actually makes i think when you make something an unstoppable monster that never feels pain or is hurt or takes damage you pull me out of the movie because i don't because i don't there's no point in me being concerned or rooting for anybody because it's I don't believe that anybody can win anyway, right? Um, even like the Friday the Thirteenth movies or like the Halloween movies, like you could knock the son of a bitch down for a while. Like I need I don't mind seeing. Plus, I think one of the important things to remember is this this movie takes place much further in the past than any of the previous right. Predator movies. So just like we're dealing with people who don't have the technology uh, that Arnold or Danny Glover were. Had access to the predators are going to be a less. I mean, you know, he's not using everything they use. He's not yeah. shooting missiles from a shoulder cannon and stuff. Like, yeah, he doesn't seem a to little be little outfitted. More, yeah, yeah. So, wh- where do you think this predator comes from? Do you think they just kick him out? Like they kicked him out, said to go have fun, like have a good time. I th- so I think if you dig into the predator lore, you want some lore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they're called the Yautja. That's okay. the 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 species, the alien race, or the Yautja, and they. This is their. This is the first hunt canonically on earth the first predator ever dropped on earth to go hunting okay uh, which is kind of fun um and it's like a this is like a kind of like a trial by fire thing i think for like this is like a younger predator who's getting started in his hunting campaign yeah and like he's like a first time like they're they're like hey here's a planet that's got some indigenous life it seems pretty primitive. This is a nice one for your first outing, son. Go make it happen. We'll pick you up in a couple days. Yeah, pick you up in a couple days. Yeah. All, knowing that they could be picking up like a carcass, like yes. a dead body. In which case, yeah. they will honor the, the, the one who has slain the predator. They always honor the one. If the one if, if somebody has come out successful, if you recall in Predator 2, the end of the, the of, of Predator 2, right. uh, Danny Glover kills the, the city hunter, they call him, the, the monster, the predator from Predator 2, the city hunter. Kills the, he kills City Hunter, and then all these other predators come out of the, like the doorways on the ship that he's on, and they uh, the elder predator hands him an old, an old antique pistol, yeah, yep. which is the same pistol that's in this one. It's in this. <laughs> so at some point, the the predators were able to get a hold of the gun again. Um, right, and I think the movie goes out of got uh, its way to show that the predator is trying to hunt the prey on like equal footing and a lot. Like, it, the, yeah, it so. wants nothing to do with her. Yes, um, at first. Um, I mean, and, and, and we've seen that before too, right? So we've seen the predator doesn't. Uh, there's, a, there's once again, there's a really cool scene in Predator Two where there's a female detective who is like facing the predator one on one. She's got her gun raised at him, but then when he scans her, he realizes she's pregnant, and he's like, eh, nope, and he ducks out. He's That's like, right. Yep. Yep. He, I, he's like, I can't do it. Now, okay, follow-up question. So, our which means, yeah, predators are pro-life. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. They yeah. must be. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, so a question. <laughs> so um, weird joke. So. No, no, because this is going to get weirder. Semi-related. Good. Good. Are the predators male mostly in these movies? It seems like it. Now, 
which iteration do you think is more likely to go out a fe- go down on a female predator? Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, which predator <laughs> hmm. is the most likely to go down? There's a Chad predator in Predators. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He's like that big son of a bitch. Yeah, the one who like kills a regular pre- or like like is like beating up a regular predator. He's he's you think so, you think he's yeah, all, he's, a, he's, a, he's like the ultimate an Chad unselfish predator. lover. Yeah, oh, well, I mean. <laughs> I think he just likes to like. It's a power move it's for a him, power right? Play. Yeah, like, look what I can do. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. He's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said, have you seen their faces? That's probably not pleasant experience <laughs> for anybody that. Just, just thought of that. God, there's got to be some like really gnarly. Oh, you know, predator there is, buddy. porn out yeah. there. Right? Uh, don't send us any of that, please. <laughs> Please. We uh, talked about a lot of cunnilingus. <laughs> where do you? Uh, so where do you want to? Uh, other than um, Predator, like like a steamy like nineties uh, erotic. erotic thriller Predator throwback. Where do I, you want to see the franchise go from here? <laughs> I loved a Predator. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Basic Instinct. Yeah. Yes, three I like Predator. That. I saw a pitch from a random person, and it got memed. You know, it was like being sent out on all that stuff. Somebody's like, you know, give me a a, a feudal Japan, a, a movie set in feudal Japan. And I think they said, give me Ken Watanabe as a, as a samurai, as a ronin, who's, you know, uh, Daimyo was killed by a predator and now he's wandering the Japanese countryside to hunt the hunter. And I'm like, that's, okay. So that's what you, you want to see give more. Give me just more, like, Predator in a, yeah. Yeah. Why not? That's what I I guess that's what I like sweet, most right? about this movie. It feels like kind of like a like a Marvel comics or it's a like Dark Horse Worlds. comics. Like yeah, kind of like one shot or like yeah. mini series. I want more of following those. the Predator. I don't want another Macho Guy Predator movie right now. Like I don't need like I don't think they've earned the right to do that again yet. Yeah. Like I I think that a they don't need to do that right now. The only other thing is I guess if you wanted to do if you if you could get Arnold back. Do something like that. And get Glover back. Oh my god. Yeah. And get Brody back. <laughs> and do like a legacy sequel where it's like like a Predator Survivor support group. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what um what they had pitched for one of the uh nightmare. Exactly. Ash versus Evil or yeah, one exactly. Of those, right? See what I think you do is you have the Predator shows up. The Predators are are bored. They're tired of they're tired of uh easy hunts, right? Yeah. And they're like, you know what we should do this time? We should have an all-star game. And we're going to go and collect all the people that killed our, our, our people before. We're going to go collect them and dump them on a planet so we can hunt those guys. Because clearly they're the best game, right? They right. survived us before. And that's how you get Schwarzenegger and Glover and, and those guys all together. And now they're all like, we got to pull together to survive. And then you have one of them make some sort of awesome sacrifice at the end to like save the others. Glover. I think so he's too. Gotta be, he's the right guy yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think because he'd give a sick speech. Yeah, yeah. Trejo didn't make it out, right? No, Predators. No. no, I think he's the first to go. Who makes it out of a? Uh, who's even in Predator? Brody and and the the lead female, the sniper. Who's in the Shane Black one though? Keegan Michael Key's in it. Does he live? No, I don't think so. That's sad. <laughs> who's um, the lead in the Predator? I don't know. I don't remember. I, don't I like I said. I don't think I, I care enough to. I remember so little. About that movie, uh, it was Boyd Holbrook. Okay, bring Boyd Holbrook and Olivia Munn back. Olivia Munn is in that. That's mm-hmm. right. So bring them back, and uh, yeah, get all the survivors together to have a a hunt with the predator. Last question I'm going to ask you. Yes. So we can move on. 
You think this worked off worked out better going to streaming? Because okay, the reason I asked this is because I did. I think it did. I think this movie I think benefited. Maybe not finance. I think it may have benefited financially because I think this movie would have bombed in theaters. And it's not because it's a bad movie. It's because the Predator bombed in theaters. I don't know if there's necessarily an appetite in theaters for late sequels like this because we've seen this kind of the last terminator movie underwhelmed and those alien movies underwhelmed i kind of think these long in the tooth science fiction properties i think this might be the best route for them going forward i think i think right now yes do i think that they can return to theaters at some point yes that's the thing yeah but there's two reasons for that and i've mentioned both of them before one these these franchises have been stuck in the mud and, and and up their own ass for so long and not advancing in any way, shape, or form, and t- taking advantage of these cool universes. If they can start doing that, then they'll start regaining audience trust. But until you get, until you start regaining audience trust in that franchise and that property, you're not going to see box office results in the theater. You're just not going to because people don't they don't want to waste their money seeing something that they the last four of them weren't that good. Right. Uh, I don't, and I don't want to either. I haven't seen the last two Terminator movies because I don't give a shit. Like right. I don't. But. If you put a new Terminator, a lower budget Terminator movie on Netflix or Hulu next week, I'm going to watch it. Yes. Because it's free. And if you do it, like if, if you if you make a good one, I might go see the next one in theaters if it's a bigger budget. Like I might do it. But you have to regain that trust. You can't just. I think the Hell, I think the Hellraiser movie might be a good example of this. I don't think Hellraiser is ever going to make it back into theaters. But I know there's that David Bruckner Hellraiser coming out on Hulu that I'm super interested in. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I. I that's got go, female would, pinhead, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna see it. Who am I kidding? So I would. I probably go. I'm more likely to watch it at home though than I. I'm more likely to take a chance on it because I'm sitting around, like, yeah. like you said, I'm looking for something to watch, and I go, okay, I can start this, and if I don't like it, I can just throw on uh, like uh, the office or something. <laughs> yeah, and I don't feel bad. Like I don't. I don't feel bad about watching this stuff at home streaming either. And I'm kind of tired of being shamed for watching stuff streaming at home. Like I pay for the fucking service. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I want them to put stuff on it every once in a while, and like, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, and it's also one of those. I, I the reason I bring this up because I see a lot. I saw a lot of people going. I wish this would have been released in theaters. I wish I would have. This could have been saw, seen on the big screen. Fine. And I like, yeah, it. I like. I maybe maybe I would like the option for mo- smaller movies but like that's, this. And that's fine too. I I I think that I think if you can have the option, great. Yes. But like, I, there's a lot of weird like. I don't think this would. I don't think that like think a theatrical only run for this movie would have been good for it. I think it's much better off the way I, it was released. I completely <laughs> agree. I think it would have yeah. made some money through some word of mouth, maybe, but I don't. I don't think it would have the buzz it got that it got because it was released on Hulu. Because all the people with Hulu accounts can go, "Oh, sweet, a Predator movie." Because that name still holds weight. That that franchise name. Even if the franchise is, an, is not necessarily a trustworthy franchise for fans, names like Terminator and Predator hold weight still. When you say a new one of those is coming out, people go, huh? It's also a demographic thing. The people that are our age remember growing up on stuff like this are now raising younger kids raising older kids, are home with kids, a lot of them, not everybody, obviously. But, I mean, there are people that are more like, people go to the movies are older people and younger people. Yes, yes, <laughs> so. yes, exactly. And, and let me just throw this out there, too. For most of us watching Prey in that age range there, we didn't see Predator on the big screen anyway. We watched it on VHS or on cable. We didn't see Predator 2 on the big screen. But, so, like, Predator's kind of a small screen experience for us anyway, right? Right. 
Right. Uh, so it doesn't, you know what I mean? Our options to see Predator on the big screen were the AVP movies. So, Which I think I did. One I saw the, the first, first one. one. I didn't see the I second, didn't see the second one. one. No, I didn't see the second one until TVD. Anyway, that's you. Anything else on Prey? Prey? No, I enjoyed it. It's on Hulu. Check it out. I think it's worth a watch. Support streaming. <laughs> support streaming. <laughs> it needs it needs all the support it can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Does it? I don't even know. I don't. Uh, they're like they're the least transparent things. That's so. That was so like the. It was. I think it did well, just judging by buzz. And I know Hulu released a, a statement saying, like, this is our highest debut movie ever. That's great. Or whatever. Or yeah, I guess. But, I but once again, we have no real transparency. I know. make money. That's the thing. is, This is a money loser for Hulu, too. Because people aren't... With Hulu, like, people are mostly subscribing for shows it's same thing with like netflix yeah. when a lot of that stuff on netflix is money losers unless it's like a show like stranger things but like i don't think but how many of those does netflix really have they've got stranger that? things they've got stranger things i think cobra kai i would put in there cobra kai um, the marvel stuff is gone squid so game squid game okay yeah i think there are a that's couple fair. things like bridgerton um, okay yeah netflix so they has still got some but i'm they have a lot but the thing is when you look at if you look at the streaming numbers um even the ones that netflix puts out and a lot of these a lot of the stuff that still does really well on there is older stuff like Grey's Anatomy The Office yeah like those old purchase it's, shows it's catalog stuff it's yeah. why it's part of the reason why they've been hit so bad is because The Office went to Peacock a lot of that CW st- stuff is kind of spread out now mm-hmm. um, it, all of these things are kind of in their own owned by different like Big Bang Theories on well, HBO everybody's Friends like, are on HBO a, yeah so they've all taken this stuff back and now yeah. Netflix is hurting in that way because of those older yeah Thanks. Yep. So, makes sense. All right, you wanted to you wanted to do this tweet next. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. This Jordan let's Peele? just let's just talk about it. Okay. Um. So, do you have the tweet still? I'm gonna pull it up. It's been a month or so. Um, yeah. Jordan Peele dunked on this guy. <laughs> we talked about this tweet uh, last time around, yeah. I believe. Um. This is the tweet. Uh. From I. I'm not gonna not gonna say who he is because I just feel like he probably got a lot of shit for this. Um. Yeah. I know this is a hot take. But at what point do we declare Jordan Peele the best horror director of all time? Can you think of another horror director that had three great films, let alone three in a row? I can't. Okay, so we have talked about this offline. And I want to talk about it now. I'm going to just say right now, his first question is silliness. There's Can you think of three horror directors who had three great films? Yeah, John Carpenter, Wes Craven. Uh, Romero. What's that? Romero. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Raimi. Raimi, yep. Um, Flanagan. Oh, 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 oh there's one. Okay, hold on, hold on, we'll get there. I didn't even, yeah. Uh, I don't even have Flanagan on here. Del Toro. Um, David Lynch, does he count? Lynch, uh, the other one is, of course, Hitchcock. If you were yeah, counting. Hitchcock? He's, I, I know he gets lumped in more suspense. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Hitch, Hitchcock to Palmer are similar. Juan, Juan's made three great films. Yep. Uh, this, there are Argento. There's plenty of yes. bullshit. Yeah, there's plenty of examples there. But the, the the tricky one is three great films in a row. Okay. Now, here's what I've done, Tim. Yes. I've simply Googled on the Google search page greatest horror 
directors. I've got a, I've got a list here too. Okay. Excellent. What do you want to do? You want to go with this this random Google search or the list you have pulled up? Let me let me do the list I've got pulled up because I'm thinking. I think like, kinda... Funny enough, the first person is Jordan Peele on Google. <laughs> when you... Yeah, because I took Peele out of there. Because right. um, this is the thing. We're just gonna we're gonna go with the premise that his first three movies are great movies. Sure. Well, yeah. I have not he seen do, Nope yet. So. Did he do Keanu? Did he direct Keanu? No. Okay. He was. He just started it. Okay. Correct. I like Keanu a lot though. Okay. The, yeah. The cat. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it's it. Great. Yeah, I, I believe you. I believe you. So let's start with the. I think the one that you and I agreed with, and the one that Jordan Peele shot back with, which was John Carpenter. He's like, don't like, um, don't put some respect on John Carpenter's name. I can't remember what he said. He said something along those lines. Um, so let's okay. So let's talk about Carpenter real quick. I'm going to argue what he the, did it twice. What are the yeah. three great? We're not. They're not trilogies, but I'm going to say what are the three great trilogies of films, release wise that he like made? subsequent subsequent yes. releases in a so, row. Yes, chronologically. He had to have made three great films in a row. Okay. Now, obviously, this is all a matter of personal. <laughs> yeah, this is tough too, and I think we, we might we recognize that. And I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna limit it to straight horror either. I'm gonna say genre movie. So, yes, yeah. So because I wouldn't with Jordan Peele, I wouldn't call some of I would not call Nope straight up horror, for example. Okay. So I think That's I fair. think if it's horror adjacent at most. When I look at Carpenter. He starts a run in 80, 1980 with The Fog. And then in 81, he has Escape from New York. 82, he has The Thing. That's my first one, yes. yeah. And then 83 is Christine. And I think Christine's kind of great, too. So I would argue that. Um, so that's a run. If you look then... A I think bit, he's got a second one, too, yeah. Later in the decade, he's got Big Trouble in Little China in 86, Prince of Darkness in 87, and they live in 88. That's a run. I think that's a run, too. Yep. So there's a couple of them right there. I think it's... To me, that's not negotiable. Those are two all-time uh, runs. Next up, I'm, let's move on to Wes Craven. Because Wes is... So Wes is, I think, a little bit more inconsistent than sure. a lot of these directors. Yeah, I think you... Like, I look at this, and I... Um, as director... Because even when he's making like a nightmare on Elm Street, like Hills Have Eyes Two is right before it, and then it goes into Deadly Friend. Um, Wes does. Wes is a tougher one for three in a row. I don't think you can do three in a row because he's got some stinkers in there. Like I think you would, if we're talking classic, I think you can make an argument and a case for Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left. But then like you have got Deadly Blessing right after, <laughs> and I don't think you can make an argument for that as a great movie. Later on, like Shocker is fun, but no, uh, because that great. interrupts Serpent in the Rainbow and People Under the Stairs, which you could almost make an argument for. When you get into it, that's the closest I think you could get to. Now you could, I could see an argument being made for New Nightmare Vampire in Brooklyn and Scream. That's what I was thinking, but I just I don't think like Vampire in Brooklyn is at most kind of an interesting failure to me. (laughs) But so he did specifically say the three horror movies in a row. Okay, just because you make another movie in that subsequent, does that count as breaking up their their streak? What do you mean? So, like, Vampire in Brooklyn, you wouldn't count as a horror movie, right? Oh, I would. I oh, you would. would. So, you're just saying it's not great. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's not great. Yeah, okay. Because I, I guess... That makes sense. If okay. you wanted to, you. you could probably make a nightmare, like, a scream scream to a music of the heart if you, like, loved music of the yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. I don't think... I think you're stretching, though. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Think, yeah. For sure. Um, okay. So I thought you were saying that Vampire in Brooklyn is not count as a I don't horror film, it, and, there, and I was going to say, well, that if it doesn't count, let's not keep it part of the... You know what I'm saying? That if you if you took Vampire from Brooklyn out because you're like, oh, it doesn't count as a horror film, you could say that People Under the Stairs, New Nightmare, and Scream is a, is a solid. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm. I thinking, thought you were throwing that out of the. Okay, no. I gotcha. Yep. 
cool. Uh, next one I want to try is George Romero because he's like he's a border. Like I think Wes is a no. I don't think Wes is done. I, 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 I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Uh, Romero. Romero. I'm gonna pull up the filmography right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to pull him up yeah. on IMDb. I don't like how IMDb sorts its stuff. By the way. No, you have to like click on a director. Like with Romero, he doesn't pop up direct. I think it's it sorts by whatever has he has the most credits. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like producer pops up, or writer pops up first, and yeah. So as far as Romero's concerned, it's this is this is a tricky one too because there's I, no run that you could argue. I don't think really until that you could make a major argument for until you get to Martin in '76 because you could go Martin, Don, and Night Riders. Or if you don't want to, Knight Riders is the borderline one for me. Yeah. yeah. Now, if if you want to take Knight Riders off the table because it's not a horror film, you could do that. I mean, if if that's the logic you're using, if you're saying, well, he said three horror movies that's in a row, right, yeah. you could do that and say and go into Creepshow, Martin Don Creepshow, and then into Day. That's arguable, but Knight Riders is right there in the middle, and you can't ignore that it exists, and you can't ignore that a lot of people aren't necessarily huge fans of Knight Riders. You could do Creepshow Day Monkey Shines. I just don't think Monkey Shines is a great movie. It's not movie. great. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah that one's not. Um, so, yeah, I I would make the argument that I don't think George has three great in a row, one after another. He has probably the best filmography after Romero, or after Carpenter for me. But yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he has three great horrors in a row. All right, here's a tough one too. All right, because I'm with you. I'm Jorge Noemi. Sam Raimi. Raimi is Sam. tough because he is all over the map in terms of in terms of genre. See, I don't consider him a horror director. That's the thing. That's- <laughs> so he's made he's made horror movies, but they are broken up a lot of the time by stuff like. So I think his early stuff, yeah, Evil Dead. So Evil Dead Two, Dark Man, Army of Darkness. I think that's a pretty solid run there. Um, see, Evil, okay, so Evil Dead Two, Dark Man, Army of Darkness. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I would that would be the closest one because then it gets into yeah. I would count that because Crime count, Wave eliminates that run, that stretch, that Evil Dead Crime Wave, yes. Evil Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the. Cl- I think you can make an argument for that. You hundred percent could. And then because I don't think you could. Simple Plan is there, but that's kind of. Then it goes for Love of the Game, which I don't think is a great movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, yep. The Gift, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, though, uh, I don't think I would make an argument for The Gift as a classic either. <sighs> but is it great? I think it's very good. Man, that's tough. Yeah. I think I could... Uh, yeah, but once again, did, did, did this? the tweet did specify three great horror films. Yeah, so... And those aren't even horror... F- I mean, well, Spider-Man movies aren't. But uh, he's definitely Spider-Man made 3, maybe. But. Three great movies. Yes, he's a hundred percent. Like that's yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sam's Sam's. I, I think we might say Sam's a yes, right? Because Army of Darkness. I think, I think Sam's Man. Sam's a resounding yes. Yeah, I think I think, so too. I think with Army of Darkness and uh, Dark Man and Evil Dead Two, yes, I would say yes. Sam gets it. Yep. Um, Hitchcock, I had I had on here. I think he was a pretty easy yes. I had Vertigo, North North by Northwest, Psycho. Yeah, that's. I think that's, that's a pretty easy yes. I thought Hitchcock was a gimme. The thing with Hitchcock, and I have another one on here later. I wanted to bring up too is he was very prolific. That a lot of his movies in between aren't necessarily classics, but they are very good, very solid. Doesn't <laughs> but, mean they're yeah. Doesn't mean they're yeah, not great. But right. I think that is the run I would point to automatically. Yep, just I would looking. agree. James Wan. James Wan. Okay, so this is hmm, this is. Uh, let me pull up James. If you count his produ- producing credits, he probably has a few good ones in a row. Maybe. I don't know. He's produced some bad stuff, too. Um, let's pull James Wan's director. So, I've got 
James Wan. Okay. Saw, Dead Silence. Okay, well, there we go. Um, <laughs> Sorry to all this. Death, Death Sentence. Death Sentence is very, like, it's good. Insidious and Conjuring. So I think you could you could make an argument. Oh, no, Dead Silence is a horror movie. Never mind. I was going to say you could make an argument if you were doing the horror movie thing. Saw, Insidious, Conjuring as kind of... I don't think Insidious is very good, though. I think Insidious 2 is better. Insidious 2 is better. I uh, completely agree. Yeah. So could you do it? Conjuring, Insidious, Chapter 2, Conjuring 2. Now, Furious 7's in between the two. Yeah, and Furious 7, not due to his best efforts. No. Furious 7 is kind of a mess because of all the stuff that went on. Paul Walker died during the filming of it. Could that it's, have something to do with it? Like, I think if you took Furious 7 out of the equation, if we're going by the rules, if we were going by the rules of we're great. only counting the yeah. horror films, I think James could make the cut. But we're, we haven't been doing that. So I would say James does not make the cut. Who do I have next? And I think the reason why is Insidious is enjoyable, but I don't think it's great. We just talked about this gentleman here. Yeah. Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. This is tough because there's always like one that breaks it up. I might uh, make the I argument agree. of Brood Scanners Videodrome as the strongest run of his career. Brood Scanners in a Videodrome. Row. Okay. Or maybe Videodrome Dead Zone Fly. You know what? I might go Videodrome Dead Zone Fly as the strongest of his career. Of three, yeah, right? man, or at least my favorite, I guess, because now you get into. But I don't think Scanners is great. Me neither. I think the Brood is great. Um, I kind of don't think Dead Zone. I don't is... think Dead Zone's great. The Fly. I haven't watched Naked Lunch in so long. Yeah, because I I liked Dead Ringers a lot. Like we talked about this, right? Oh, so you something. were thinking going Fly Dead fly Ringers dead. Naked Lunch, but yeah. I haven't seen Naked Lunch in so long. I can't. I can't make an opinion. I can't form an opinion on it. I think maybe long. yeah. As where's where's he at later? Oh, of course he starred in Jason X. He could make and Butterfly Crash Existence. Spider he starts getting into that violence. We, history of violence. No, I you could I, no. No, he's got but he's got <laughs> um he's got um history of violence. Eastern Promises, but then it gets broken up by Dangerous Method, and I I have not seen it, so I can't make a comment on that. Um, but history of violence, Eastern Promises, that's a one two. Like those two movies are a wonderful right. one-two punch, yeah. So I'm gonna go with no on Cronenberg. I'm just gonna say it. This one I wanted to bring up real quick because uh, I think it's an interesting. Uh, but James Whale did back to like three years in a row. He had Frankenstein, The Old Dark House, and The Invisible Man, which are all kind of classics from the 30s. Uh-huh. But the issue is the way the Hollywood system worked back then, like the studio system, like he did a bunch of stuff in between. Like yeah. even though there were three years in a row. He'd make 17 he, movies. Yeah. <laughs> he would make a ton of stuff. So he's a no. Um, do you want to do a couple more here? Or? Yeah, we can do, let's do two more. Okay. Um, let's, oh, I wanted to, Park Chan-wook did Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy and Lady Vengeance. So I wanted to put yeah, him, yeah. that Vengeance trilogy. Let's do International real quick. Let's do Argento. Ah, Dario. Dario is a tricky one too because, see, Dario is weird because it's one of the, he's one of those directors, and it, and this is goes for a lot of Italian horror of the era. Um, but it, you have to like that. That to, yeah. You have to like Giallo stuff to like any of his stuff. If you don't like it, just it, with the exception of maybe Suspiria, purely because I think Suspiria is one of those things that somehow managed to break through and become. It's so visually interesting and, and like arresting that like you don't have to love Giallo to 
But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now I think he does have three in a row. So are you looking at the deep red Suspiria, deep red Suspiria Infer- Inferno? Inferno? Yep. Yeah, because then he goes into Tenebra, Phenomena, and Opera, and those are all actually all pretty. You can good probably too. they're all, but you. I'm with you. You have to have a. Taste. I don't think Opera's great. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was kind of on the borderline, but yeah, um, you could go Inferno, Tenebra, Phenomena. Because I don't know if Phenomena is great either. Like it's, I think it's interesting, and I think it's I kind love of fun. Phenomena, but yeah. I don't think it's great. Um, I think that's Inferno is not great either. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, I think the argument can be made that Argento had three great ones in a row. So I'm not going to say he didn't. I'm going to say for me, he did not. Because I like Inferno, but is it a great movie? No, it's not a great movie. Deep Red and Suspiria rule. Like those two movies, yeah. are, I think are like as far as like. A one-two combo. Once again, he killed it. Inferno, I think, is well worth a watch. But I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's do one more horror guy, and then I had a couple of non-horror I wanted to throw at you real quick. Oh man, okay. Uh, let's right. do. Who, who would you rather try here, Guillermo or um, Joe Dante? A uh, Dante, do Dante. Okay, so. I would make an argument. I personally would make an argument for the Burbs, Gremlins Two, and Matinee because I love Matinee. The oh, John shit. Goodman. I haven't seen Matinee in, in long enough. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't make a. But I don't necessarily. I got to look up Joe. Um, that would be my. Um, that comes in the later part of his career. I think Gremlins Two is legit one of the best sequels of all time. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, Gremlins Two is actually better than Gremlins One. Like, I, like I think Gremlins One is fantastic. Gremlins Two is so funny, and it's insane to me that they gave him the money to make that movie. <laughs> It's nuts. Um, what was Dante just in the... Oh, I th- he was just in the news for the Baby Yoda thing. He made, he made a, a snap at Baby Yoda looking at like one of the girls. I thought it was pretty obvious that he was making a joke. But Wait, what did he make? He said uh, Baby Yoda was an obvious ripoff of Gizmo. <laughs> and like everybody got mad at him. Like, oh, I think he's kind of joking around. Or maybe he's not. He does mean, look a lot like pe- Gizmo. You mean people are being overly sensitive right now? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. You know what, though? I mean, he did make... Gremlins, The Explorers, and Inner Space, there's an argument to be made for those three. Gremlins, Explorers, Inner Space? Okay. There's an argument to be, you, you could go there. Okay. I like Inner Space a lot. Yeah. I haven't seen Explorers since I was Explorers like is pretty great. Okay. Like for that, if, if you're of the right age when you saw it, like it's kind of a cool kids movie. Um, that is The Explorers I'm thinking of, right? Just want to make sure. Yes. Yes. Ethan yeah, Hawk, yeah. Thank you. Um, so you could go with that. But yeah, Burbs, Gremlins 2, Matinee, that's a really solid solid run there. Anything after that? I mean, Small Soldiers in 98. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been real solid since probably okay. the early 90s. Okay. Yeah. He's had a rough run. Okay. All right. Um. There were a couple I wanted to throw out. William Castle, I think you might be able to make an argument for. I don't think they're great movies, but House on Haunted Hill, The Tingler, and 13 Ghosts. Yeah. But I think those are more fun. Um, the other one I had is um, uh, Jack Turner. He did Cat People, I Walk With a Zombie, The Leopard Man. They're all these old Vel movies from the 40s yep. that I think are all. Now, non-horror real quick, I'm going to throw Spielberg at you and see if you can find oh. three great movies in a row because I was trying to. Three great Spielbergs in a row? Yeah. And There's got to be, dude. I don't, it's tough. I think 19, 1941 breaks it up twice. If you look Does at his film, really? uh, filmography, because he's forty one's not it's not very good. No, it's terrible. And um it breaks it up. Is that his worst movie? <laughs> no, I think like I think stuff like The Lost World is probably his most The Lost World it sucks. Yeah. I, but but at least The Lost World has like some I, decent action sequences and nineteen forty one is wacky enough and like weird enough that I think I would watch it before. It's pretty bad though. 
Okay. Um, I gotta, I'm, I'm looking at the filmography right now, and I'm going to have to try and pull this up. See, we're not counting TV movies, right? No, I think we're going I think we're so going. Duel doesn't even count. That's think, technically a TV movie. The run is... Uh, so what I, the way I looked at it was Jaws, Close Encounters, and then Raiders, but 1941 is right in between Close Encounters and Raiders because I think that's the... Because then it breaks it up again because you could do Raiders and then E.T., but you can't do it because 1941 <sighs> is there. And then I can't do Twilight Zone. I can't do... Twi- I guess that's a segment. So if you wanted to do Temple of Doom, you could. You could. Yeah. You can make an argument for Sugarland Express, I guess, Jaws and Close Encounters. I don't think I would. Could you do Temple, Color Purple, Amazing Stories? Uh, uh, segment, but you could do Empire of the Sun, which is very good. It is, it is kind of a great yep. movie, too. Um, Always isn't very good either, if I remember right. If you, if you really loved Hook, you could do, do Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. I love Hook. Okay. Dude, you why could... do people hate Hook? <laughs> can you tell me? Do I you, don't. I, I'm going to assume you don't like Hook. Based on I don't your... dislike Hook. I would not. I would not. I would not make an. In fact, I would probably make an argument for that Sugarland Express Jaws Close Encounters. Why Sugarland. do people shun Hook? No, you know what? I would make me? a Raiders E.T. Temple. I would make an argument for before because that one hurts. I um, don't dislike. It's just super long. Okay. <laughs> Length. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, AI. I don't think AI is Amistad. Great. Yeah, because um, I was say you could do Amistad Saving Private Ryan AI. Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can't, The Terminal is not, not great. great. Or the World's Munich, Crystal Skull. World's isn't great. Munich, Crystal Skull, oh, yep. I don't think Spielberg has three greats in I a row. I don't think so either. Uh, the other oh, one I wanted shoot. to throw at you, uh, this one might be kind of a quick one, is Tarantino. Yeah, oh, he definitely could, does. I think you could, yeah. Uh, if you, I, li- I love Jackie Brown, so I would, I would say Reservoir, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. 100%. Yeah. yeah that, that's and easy. honestly, I would make a case for his last three movies, too. What are his last? Uh, Django, are... hatefully, and Once Upon a Time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. He's got multiple stretches because, like, yeah. I'm not a Kill Bill guy. Like, I like them, but I don't think they're great movies. I'll be honest with you. I just, I just don't think they're great. But, um, yeah, those two stretches you just gave, especially Reservoir, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. Yeah, because I like Once Upon a Time, but I don't think it's as good. It stands up to. Would you Django go Inglorious and... Bastards, Django, and in, I think in, I think the run of Inglorious, Django, and Hayflight is his best run he's ever done. Okay, that's that is that is as as good as like that's as good that's as good a run as anybody's ever had in movies. Okay. I think those movies and Hayflight is like my favorite Tarantino movie. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So we did it. Right. That was t- that was tough. I just want to stick up for that guy who tweeted that at Jordan Peele. It was tougher than uh, anticipated. It, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Nikki. Uh, oh, hello! Has joined us here, <laughs> um, Nikki. Well, we're we're wrapping things up here. Mm-hmm. Willie, do you want to do the uh, with Nikki down here? Do you want to do the uh, fan expo preview Canada, or do you want to go into? You want to just go straight? Are in? we going to Canada? <laughs> no. Please, um, can we please? Do you want to do go. the uh, do the thing where we preview and then see who we would get autographs from or meet? Yeah, we'll just, do, just we'll do it. We'll do a quick rundown of fan expo Canada to close out this episode. I, you know what though? I I'm just saying, like before we even get started, I'm going to be infinitely nicer this time around than I was last time. It's going to be easy, though, because this is a great list. This is a really great guest list. Okay, so so where was the last one where I, like, shat on a bunch of people? I'll be honest with you. I don't remember which one we're talking about. Yeah. I think it was another Cincinnati one, but... Okay. But, like, Canada, that is my happy place. Um, That is, like, oh, that I love Canada. I mean, just more than I could ever explain. Um... There's a good chance when we're when we're when we're retired, we're moving to Canada. Oh, I, 
I mean, we don't have to like retire there. Like, let's just like have that be like our summer home. Like, like, you know, like dual citizenship. In, in, yeah. Like in like Michigan, like we like a lot of our friends have like cabins up north. We want a cabin way up north. I want a cabin Canada. in Canada. Canada or just across. Yeah. Yeah. It can be over. pretty close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could still just like be pretty close to the border. Like that just. Yeah. Yeah. That way we can say we have dual citizenship. Okay. I'm going to cut through. We're going to go through the guest list here and just, you know, tell me who you're excited about. It doesn't have to be what I get an autograph or not. Just tell me who you're excited about. Mm-hmm. If, so, if somebody be interested in meeting, call it out. If not, we'll go through the list. We have a reunion of all four hobbits from the Lord of the Rings franchise. We've got Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Dominic Monaghan, and Billy Boyd. Now, uh, Tim. Yeah. I've I do believe your wife is one of two wives I know. Yeah. Whose goal it is to get all four. She's missing hobbits. one. She has not met. I, she has not met Dom, Dom, Dominic Monahan. We met Billy Boyd together. Yes. I was, I was of course, excited because uh, he's in Seed of Chucky. Yes. He's Glenn. <laughs> he is Glenn. Yes. yes. So. He is the Seed of Chucky. He's the only one I would personally care about. Billy Boyd. Lo- not no, Elijah. No, no, no. Dominic Monahan. Dominic Monahan. Because lost. Oh, you yeah. like Sean Astin. He was Bob on Stranger Things. He's a delight. Lovable Bob from Stranger Things? Bob on Stranger Things. From season two? I don't know why I'm like drawing a blank. He's like the super sweet boyfriend of Winona Ryder in season two. Good kind of chunky guy. Oh, of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why like my mind went to what we do in the shadows. (laughs) And I was like, there was a boyfriend in that? Elijah Wood? No, no, I don't care. No? Um, the good son? Star of Flipper? No. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. We busted that out, buddy. Um, no, no, no. I mean, he's cool. I just don't, yeah. you okay, know, whatever. Enough. But yes, Sean Astin. Absolutely. To keep yes, with the... Uh, oh, sorry. Your wife wants all four and is missing yeah. one. And I believe uh, friend of the show, Kevin Nauman's wife, yeah. has two or three of four. And oh, I think she wants... it. Okay, so like, I know that her and her friend... Love Elijah Wood. They've but done the they Elijah love, Wood. Like, I believe. The I believe that they they I have a couple it. other hobbits. Oh, okay. But Elijah Wood was like the ultimate. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah, I mean, one of them named like her friend. Yeah. Named her son Elijah. Yes. That's so right. I that's mean, right. she's I a big. Think, yeah. yeah. Big. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, quick questions, uh, Nikki. You missed uh, yeah. a couple of these questions earlier, so um, it's been a theme of the episode. Which hobbit do you think is the least likely to go down on a female yeah. hobbit? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, out of all four hobbits, who's the no? Who's the most likely? Who's the most likely who's, to go who's down? Down to a, go down on a female on a female hobbit? Which I hobbit? Mean, I would. I guess I would have to just say like Dominic. Like, Dominic just, like yeah. Mary, Mary, Mary a duck, Brandybuck. Yes, he will go. I down. think that's a good answer. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, no. I it's mean, totally. Like I have a soft spot for him because of Lost, so have. I think he will win every every time. And then second to that would be Sean Astin <laughs> because uh, of Stranger Things. Because now that I remember him Bob being that, yep. he was phenomenal. Uh, get excited, Nikki! You're about, to, you're about to you're about to book us tickets to Canada. Oh, one hundred percent! I just like feel it in my bones. No, you're about to. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. We've Go got on. a Stranger Things guest <gasps> group. Oh, am I going to be able? We've got Finn. Okay. Settle down. Okay. <laughs> We've got Finn Wolf, Hard to Plays Mike. Okay. We've got uh, Grace Van Dien, daughter of Casper Van Dien. She looks like Casper Van Dien. Does she not, <laughs> right? Who? Uh, she plays Chrissy, the. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. cheerleader. Uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer, who plays Vecna. Okay, that would be cool because you know what? 
Like he has that really weird like sex appeal. He's got that Killian like, Murphy thing. Killian yep. Murphy, exactly. Where he's kind of androgynous, but you like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something um, about him. Yeah. And absolutely. Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson. Absolutely. Now, um, now the only thing that would make that like just like a full rounded experience would be if I could meet Dustin. Yeah, because you love. Oh, I love. He's Dustin. been at the Motor City Comic Con a couple times. Has he? Okay. Well, what about I Steve? Mean, why didn't you take me there? Steve? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We would be going separately from that. I would be like <laughs> taking my wedding ring off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, oh. another guy uh, you're a big fan of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, hey, no oh. one needs it. Charlie Hunnam, oh. Charlie Hunnam oh. goes down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he the one I don't like? I can't remember. Yeah, you do not like him. Oh, okay. Okay. Him and Garrett, uh, him and uh, Garrett, Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one you like less, but you don't like either one. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm totally down for this. Excellent. William Shatner. Shatner, Shatner he goes down. Um, <laughs> Does he? I don't know. I think he Does probably, Kirk, he I got, yeah. probably did Kirk, at one point. Kirk, now he doesn't have Yeah, Kirkwood. Kirkwood, absolutely. Kirk, Kirk has <laughs> tried all sorts of stuff. Uh, Matthew Lewis from Harry Potter plays Neville. From yeah, Harry Neville Potter. Longbottom. Um, Michael Rooker. Yondu, of course, from Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. The Rook. Mallrats, baby. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he was in The Walking Ed Dead. Ed Henry, the serial killer. Uh, Lana Perilla. She was the evil queen on uh, Once Upon a Time, the, um, um, the show. Yeah. Switch it out here. I'll just kind of leave it like that as we oh, go through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recognize her. I stopped watching Once Upon a Time, but I really liked it. And she was good. Ashley Eckstein, I believe she's a, mostly a voice actress. Um, Giancarlo Esposito of Breaking Bad and The Mandalorian. Rumored to be the next Professor X, For, I saw. Could be the new Professor I X. I like that casting. I actually. love it. <laughs> what? Somebody, I was talking to somebody, I don't remember who recently about that, and they were like, don't you think it's weird that, like, how are they going to, are they going to make Magneto black? Because then he can't have the World War II Jewish thing. Uh, and I go, no. They don't have to be both, because I like this even more. Because then you've got two people with two completely different reasons for feeling like social outcasts beyond being mutants who are able... Like, I love it. I also think you have to go a completely different route than Patrick Stewart because he's made he you is kind to. of that character same thing with Wolverine I think they have to go with like a shorter squattier Wolverine and at this opinion. point Esposito is so so known for playing villains it's almost against type for him yeah so anyway uh, Katie Sackhoff uh, probably best known for the Mandalorian also Battlestar Galacta Starbuck uh, Riddick baby Thank you. Good yeah. call. She bones Riddick at the end of the movie. I know that she looks familiar <laughs> because of Mandalorian but I feel like she almost looks a little familiar from something else. And You've probably, probably seen her other stuff. Like she's obscure. done plenty of, lots of TV. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that I've seen her from I think like she's done like, she's like Big something. Bang Theory. Um, she's been done other stuff. A lot like of that. TV. Yeah. Yep. You've seen her on stuff. Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed himself, baby. Mm-hmm. Action Jackson. What's that? Action, Action Jackson. Jackson. Also on The Mandalorian. Yeah. Predator, which we talked about. Of course. Uh, yeah. Anthony Daniels, C-3PO from Star Wars. Yeah, they have a picture of C-3PO. C-3PO, yep. Um, we've got Kevin Smith and his daughter and his daughter and Jason Mewes. Oh, that's a nice little family. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little family that reunion. Nice. I uh, do have Kevin Smith's autograph. You do. It's I have never there. met him, but my incredible husband, who knows that I'm a Kevin Smith fan, uh, traveled to New York and stopped on the way <laughs> we, in New Jersey. We took the Jersey Turnpike to get you an autograph. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, stopped by his uh, comic book the shop. The bank. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we went to Secret Stash. And, yeah, and I got a got movies cap me. too. Yes, 
Somewhere around I here. I am going now. to be a newbie, or yeah, an employee. A, a movie girl? Yeah. I've been movies to movies. And... You have. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes, I forgot that. Like, I totally missed out on that. <laughs> um, Robert Englund, of course, Freddy Krueger. Freddy. Yes. From, um, oh, so we, we're going to have uh, the Creel, the Creel family. Oh, yeah. From Stranger Things. That's fun. Um, Chris, Chris Randon. Uh, from Fright Night, Princess Bride, The Sentinel. Love Chris Sarandon. Uh, Tyler Hoechlin, TV's Superman from... Um, Superman I very much like. I think he's a really good dad Superman. That's awesome. That's he's awesome. also in that Linklater movie, um, Everybody Wants Some, that I loved. <laughs> like It's it's I like one of my that. favorite. Yeah, it's I really watch fun. That. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Um, Bitsy Tulloch from Superman Unless She's Lois, Lois, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Katie Lotz from Legends of Tomorrow, from uh, Green Arrow, or from Arrow and all that, all the... Those shows. Uh, Jess McCallan from Legends of Tomorrow. LeVar Burton, not the host of Total, of Black. Total Blackout. Sorry, LeVar. But, of course, the host <laughs> of Reading Rainbow, a quality program. Uh, Brent Spiner from Star Trek, The Next Generation. I think Generation. I've told this story before. I went to a Chicago con like a decade ago, and Brent Spiner was there. Yes. And he was like, he's like super good at, like, he's super, like, he can engage a crowd and he like especially a crowd that's there for him like star trek fans but i remember there's this dude they played a video um set to a video of data it was a tribute video of data okay. set to river of dreams by billy joel and in the, in the middle of the night and this dude next to me dressed <laughs> like data was like crying weeping or, like it's like openly weeping because he loved it so much and i'm like this is the nicest thing like i felt so did like, brent spiner oh. react to it at all no no he was like not like they played it before he came on stage and then spiner like it was open mic night with spider he was killing it interesting up there. i met him because somebody wanted to get his autograph that i was with and he was a dick <laughs> So like it's, <laughs> he so was a dick. I was he was not interacting with any. Okay, and he was very snarky though. Like when I say he was like, it was open mic night. He was very snarky. Oh, jokes. Okay. So like the person it, I went with was personality. like, hey, I'm a huge fan of of Doctor Oaken, uh-huh. which was his his little role in Independence Day yeah. as the crazed doctor. And he's like, okay. What do you? What can I sign for you? He was a dick. He made Moxley look friendly. Um, they should have a match. They so should. Then I want to say that the next three, it's just like a Sons, a Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy yes, like we got reunion. Ryan Hurst, Theo Rossi, awesome. and Emilio Rivera. So, yep. And we mm-hmm. we've watched Sons of Anarchy. We're fans. Yeah. Oh, we got Jeff Anderson from Clerks, and 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 I squealed Elias. because I is that saw, what you made a weird sound over there? Yeah, I you did. Saw Elias because yes. I saw Elias. Your favorite. He is. I 100% I would get Elias's autograph. Excellent. Oh That's my god. Would, like, you, would you have him sign the, sign the movies thing that I got? Oh, oh my god, the, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. We're hey, I'm Canada bound in like 2 weeks. Yeah. So what when is this? At the end of the month. Fuck. Uh <laughs> Brian Hell ran of course from Clerks now. Nah, the end of the nah, month. Um, and then they have a kids in the hall a reunion. Kids in the hall reunion. Yeah, all of the kids in the hall. It looks like. well, they're Canadian boys. Um, yes. Kids yeah. In the, hall. the only sad thing. Uh, I don't which, know this, if I watched that show. This, this is an incredible. Like it's it. like a sketch comedy show. Yeah. The new uh, season's very like good. Like a Keel or a Chappelle show where they do sketches. A oh, lot okay, of penis. I was thinking yeah. freaks and geeks. Yeah. That's what I was. Because uh, they're in the hall. Um, <laughs> the uh, there's some cancellations which are a little sad Aww. though. I will say it's a Aww. bummer that the. That the Cobra Kai cast yeah. wasn't able to I wonder if that's related to... Filming? Well, the season comes out in September. I wonder if it's like a press thing. To like mm-hmm. they have a, They're going on a press tour or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell of a guest list. This is a good. Billy, I yeah. mean, killer, killer, oh, killer man, guest list. I'm so sad that we can't go. Crazy guest Son list. Of a guy. So, yeah. There we go. We have oh. previewed. All right. So that wraps up this episode. Um, 
if you would like to listen, uh, Nikki is going to join us. We're going to do kind of like a after show, kind of like a, I don't know, like a, what we've been watching. It's our tiny terrors. It's a tiny terror. Right. Yep. So if you would like to hear this earlier, check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Midwest Pod Network. Is it Midwest Pod Net? I should get that right. Uh, you can check us out. <laughs> Patreon. I'll link it. But if you're listening to this on like Friday, Saturday on the weekend, um, you can continue the fun because we're going to jump right into it yes. uh, in just a little bit. But you can also find us Twitter at HM Yearbook, Horror Movie Yearbook at gmail.com, Horror Movie Yearbook on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube if you prefer to listen to us. Uh, I know my brother loves to throw it on the TV and listen to us. My parents oh. my parents uh, listen to the Time Terror we did about things that make us squirm. And they're like, do you really throw your headphones on when you go into a public bathroom because you don't want to hear people's <laughs> shit next to you? And I'm like, I used to, but I don't go into public bathrooms very much anymore. So. <laughs> Uh, Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Long. Yeah, Tim's mom and dad, I'm sorry for the swears. Oh, and I'm yeah. sorry for all the... Uh, I'm not- Although, yeah, your dad watches college sports. I, I'm sure he said significantly <laughs> yeah. worse things than I... Uh, I guess I just realized uh, much of this episode was spent on which fictional characters would go down out of their... So, Mr. and Mrs. Long, sorry about that. Uh, that yeah, that was all me. If, <laughs> hey, if you guys want to let us know which, which Bond oh, you think... S- Oh. Which bond oh. do you think is the one? Oh. Let us know. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>